If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. What's up, Nation? How you doing? This is Billy Ray, and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Today is a special day. Myself and the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer, taking it to you with AEW and NXT Breakdown. It's also Dreamer's birthday. Uh, 49 years young and still going strong in the world of pro wrestling. We're talking Nyla Rose becoming the AEW Women's Champion. We're talking Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley headed into NXT Portland. We're talking Inner Circle. We're talking does NXT need to get out of full sale to be able to compete with AEW perception-wise on TV? The Wednesday Night Wars continue and we're going strong here on the Busted Open Podcast. Turn it up. I think you tweeted a couple of days ago that you have now wrestled uh, in four decades. Is that true? Or something like that? Uh, five decades. It's uh, Five the, decades would mean five... Shh, let me explain life. The 80s, the 90s, the 2000s, the 2010s, the 2000s and 20s. That's five, King Kong Bundy style. Okay, so you had your first match in the eighties? Eighty nine, brother. October uh twenty eighth. Do you still keep a do you still keep that book? You keep a record Shh, of all your wins and stop losses? Telling people what I do. <laughs> yes. Seriously, do you still have that book? Yes, I still have that book. So for, for for everybody who doesn't know out there, Dreamer has he actually has a lot of books. He's been keeping a record of every match from the day he started. So he'll have the date, uh the town he wrestled in the building he wrestled in, the guy he wrestled, or whatever match he had that night, and the outcome. Win-loss I'd record, l- and uh, as well as if it was like a gimmick match or if it was a tag match, I wrote down my partners. Do, do you think you won more matches or lost more matches? Oof, I'm on the other end of that win, win streak. Exactly. You've lost more matches, and you're more over for it, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's cool. It's a, it's a gift. It's an art form. Not many people uh, uh, get it. You don't have to go over to get over. And speaking of uh, getting over, uh, did you get to see both shows last night? Absolutely, man. I don't sleep anymore. Sleep is for the week. I uh... damn it. I'll sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I loved both shows. I love both shows for different reasons. And um, we will discuss it, but I thought uh, AEW by far blew NXT out of the water. I'm watching last night, and I think it was as crystal clear last night as any other night. And and I'm I'm gonna like once again <clears throat> forget about the in ring product, forget about the action. It's the crowd, man. It's the crowd. There's there's a huge difference in 500 people and 5,000 people or however many AEW had last night. And that AEW crowd in Austin, Texas was on fire. They were having a blast. 
And then you switch back over to NXT, and despite NXT putting out a really strong in-ring product, that full sale crowd is just, it, they're very hit or miss. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with those fans. I'm just saying they are not nearly as lively as the AEW fans. I, I felt it last night, and I, and I sent out a tweet this morning before we started, Tommy, and I'm going to ask you your opinion. Is it time for NXT to take their show on the road on Wednesday nights and put their product in front of in front of fresh eyes uh, in this Wednesday night war. Uh, absolutely, for the progression and the growth of the brand, because you would look at a takeover and it's night and day. And I, you know, I'm not even saying they have to do it all the time, but if we go back to the past, uh, you were around when we were going to ECW Arena all the time, and the fans started getting, I want to say, we would break a table, and they were just like, ECW, ECW. So we left, and we left to make the fans appreciate it more because or there was also times where, oh, well, I know they'll be here next month, and maybe I don't want to go just this week you know for full sale because they're the same a lot of it are they are they're recurring fans and you know in ecw we went away we also you know created the madhouse of extreme which actually started a rivalry between uh philadelphia arena and the building in queens which who was the best fans and and i agree a thousand percent they need to just go to some other places just to take it to uh, a, a different level because it is it's all about you know we used to wrestle in Jim Thorpe Pennsylvania in a bar uh, the Flagstaff which a condemned building that literally fell off the side of the mountain and the energy in that place was amazing because we took this super cool product and called ECW we took it out on the road AEW is taking this super cool product it's out there it's the cool thing to do on a Wednesday night and you look at everybody in the crowd there's young, there's old, there's male, there's female. Most of the people got a beer in their hands and they're having a great time doing what we sit here and do. We're watching professional wrestling and it's a fun show. Uh, also talking about another, you know, progressive veterans, like someone like Goldust, you know, going out there and you could tell he's having fun um, with the biggest thing. You'd always say it. I'd always say it. WWE live events are fun. You could talk to the crowd. I mean, I even heard... Gold dust, yell at the crowd, like say something positive. Everyone reacts. You know, I remember at a time in WWE, we were told we can't do that. You can't do that on television. You're not allowed to. Um, there was a, a specific little moment that stuck out in my mind last night. Um, if you watch an AEW show and wrestlers are fighting on the floor or by the guardrails or near the crowd that crowd is going crazy they're so happy to be in that tv shot they're up on their feet they're cheering they're snapping pictures they're they're going nuts they're having a great time last night i think it was in the angel garza leo rush match which i loved because first of all i'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan every day there was a fat joke there by the way i'm becoming a bigger and bigger fan of angel garza every single day because he reminds me so much of eddie guerrero and it was garza versus leo rush i mean how could they have a bad match it's almost impossible they haven't had bad matches i think garza front suplexed leo rush onto the guardrail everybody in the front row just sat there 
They just sat there as if nothing happened. There was no, there, there was no emotion. There was no people cheering. There was, there was no nothing. It just seemed so dead. And I know if I'm a viewer at home and I'm watching, I'm like, all right, yeah, the action is really cool. Not taking anything away from the action, but man, where's the vibe? Where's the energy? Where's the enthusiasm? Where's the piss and vinegar? And I, and I really do like the comparison that you just made to the ECW arena because when you're in the same freaking place every single... Listen, we're at the arena every once a month. Uh, they're in full sale four times a month, once a week. It's in it's human nature to kind of get burnt out at times. You're familiar with your surroundings, you know what you're going to get. It's hard to have that organic response every single time. And last night was to, to me it was it was night and day. I I kept going back and forth, back and forth, and just the enthusiasm of that crowd carried that show through. And 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 AEW put on a really strong show last night. It was a really entertaining show from start to finish. And you can see them tightening their screws every single week. Did you see a definitive difference in the product this week, Tommy? Uh, absolutely. You know, um, we, we even talked about before I've noticed, because I'm crazy, production stuff and production stuff shots being missed and you know that's why you do have agents who are making these calls like hey this is going to probably come up happen now and you know all the the people who worked for or who work for AEW worked for uh, Impact and TNA and um, I would notice a lot of missed shots on dives even minute missed finishes early now uh, they're hitting everything they've never had um, sound like miking problems with the crowd they had it a little bit in the beginning that's that's kind of worked its way out it's a uh, baby steps you know i would say the only production issue i saw was lighting on Britt baker with uh there was actually a shadow on her as she was talking with uh tony shivani which phenomenal phenomenal heel uh character that she is and you know we also talk about taking it out on the road you know Britt baker cut this awesome heel heated promo and, and it's extra kudos to to me when an attractive woman could actually get heat and you know there was Francine was one of the best at it and like because normally guys will just cheer for a girl who's super duper hot but Francine used to go out there and it was her job to be a heel and get people to boo her and Britt Baker goes out there and we talk about you know a difference between full sale and being you know her shot at Whataburger in Austin, Texas, you would never be able to say that, you know, in WWE, but it's taking that local heat and making it into something bigger. And it wasn't cheap heat. It was ripping up, you know, what everybody likes over there. And, you know, Bubba also, man, we were, you think about TNA and, you know, even when they, they made the great decision to go head to head against Monday Night Raw on Monday nights, um, what would we always say? You got to get out of the impact zone because uh, some of those pay-per-views were excellent pay-per-views and fans were different. But when they were coming and doing TV every single week, they would just hoard them in from the park. And they, you know, at some people weren't even like wrestling fans. They're like, is this family feud? This isn't family feud. Why am I here? And, you know, you'd have a person, you know, doing uh, cheers and boos sometimes. That's not a wrestling crowd, but... AEW is totally catering to a wrestling crowd and having that whole wrestling dynamic. Even, dude, they sing Jericho's song when he comes to the ring. I haven't seen that since 
um, Sandman. Though, you know, they did it with Nakamura, but there's nobody singing it because there's no words. Those are special, like, special things. John Moxley coming through the crowd because if you remember back in the day with WCW, you could see stupid Justin Roberts when he first was on television, when X-Pac debuted. John Moxley comes through the crowd. What is everyone doing? They're mugging for the camera. You know, people are trying to take a selfie as this super cool character is walking through the crowd. And it's like, did you see me on TV? Look, dude. I see that I go to all these sporting events and when they're not even on television and they're showing a picture of a person sitting there, all they do is they wave, they jump, they do it. People like to see themselves on television. That's in an arena. These people are seeing themselves on national television. It's, it's great. Sirius XM Fight Nation celebrates Black History Month every weekday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Ock and Barack Show. All month long, the show reflects on the life and legacy of different influential African-American athletes. Such icons as Muhammad Ali. Hey, I'm the king of the world. Kobe Bryant. You guys will always be in my heart. I love you guys. Jackie Robinson. Robinson dashes to the plate. Safe. And more will be recognized for the impact they made both in and out of sports. The Yakin Barak Show, weekdays noon till 3 Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation. And we got Adam Cole versus Kushida. Once again, another, you know, strong match. Adam Cole, supposed to be the big heel in town, gets uh, gets a lot of babyface reactions. First, thing, first and foremost, Tommy, the match. What did you think about the match? What do you think about Kushida so far in NXT? First, you know, every single week, all the matches are pretty damn solid. Um, This week, I would just say uh, NXT was a safe show as the go-home show to Portland. But the wrestling is excellent. It really is. Um, uh, Kushida has been, I don't want to say he has been performing at the Koshida-like levels, but he's not where he was like he was in New Japan. And that has nothing to do with him. That has to deal with the push that he has received or the good old pencil. Um, The Listen, man, from from the opening match to the the last match, again, every match super-duper solid, but there's just, you know, even when Charlotte was on backstage, she's like, you know, I was nervous in front of those 300 people because it was kind of like going home. 300 people when you're doing uh you know studio taping it's also one side of a thing you heard the the reaction of the pinfall and it was eh, yay he won when you saw if that match was inside the ecw arena at an nxt taping or wherever they just were on the road uh let's say they, sh- they shot matches from vegas on a house show stuff like that it's, it's the world of difference. And I'll get back to, you know, Impact Wrestling. We just wrestled three nights in a row at Sam's Town. And a lot of times when we talk about uh, the behind the scenes or the pencil, they're saying, well, we got to put like, Dreamer, can you work? Because we know we'll get you'll get the, the crowd into it no matter what the house is. Because Impact was worried when NXT was going up against uh, Impact in Vegas the same day. They wound up with almost, well, Saturday turned people away, all full houses every single night with wrestling fans. And when that building packed and with different crowd and also like when you're taping television, you sometimes lose the audience. But the flow of the show, you you don't lose the audience. That comes with the booking and that comes the placing of the of the 
the show. I would say, and again, NXT, safe, safe, go home show. Um, and some things were, you know, the riddle and what's his name done, uh, kind of doing like, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure is just like, uh, okay. You know, I don't think that did anything for either of the two guys. It's kind of like whoever was the writer, like the Bill and Ted excellent movies and was just like, well, Matt Riddle sounds like he smokes pot because let's put him in that spot. And it was just like, eh. You know, didn't do anything to help those guys. I, I get where we're trying to go the other route, but it just was it was lame. When NXT announced that they were going to go on Wednesday nights head to head with AEW, I said to Dave, and I might even talk to you about it, that I thought it was strictly a defensive move by the WWE. I did not look at it as offensive. You just used the word safe. You felt last night was a very safe show. Safe to me is a very defensive move. So we're basically saying the same thing about the show. Is it right for NXT right now? And, and let, let's, just, let's just go by the ratings. And it seems to be like, like AEW is really stepping on the gas. After last night's show, I wouldn't be surprised if they hit a million viewers. Do you think safe is the right way for NXT to be going right now? Absolutely, because they've... Listen, when you... Absolutely, yes, they should be safe. They have to be because when you're bringing in uh, all these different names to try to pop a rating and it's not popping the rating, it's, you know, it doesn't make your overall product look good. Um, Especially if you're bringing like, you know, when they bring in the Charlottes or they bring in all these other people from the other brands, it's, uh, I don't want to say changing the booking because uh, the booking is pretty solid. But, I mean, when I say safe, if anybody looks at that entire rundown of that show last night, did anybody think that the losers had a chance of winning in any of those matches? No. Everyone could say, this person's going to win, this person's going to win, this person's going to win. As opposed to AEW, when you look at all those matches, you could say, at any point, I don't know who the winner is going to be. Well, I got to kind of disagree with you on that okay, because did you ahead. really know who was All right, did you really know who's going to win with Angel Garza and Leo Rush? Yes. How? Because Garza's getting a push on Raw. Yeah, no, 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 no. Time out. Time out. Th- that's behind the scenes. You couldn't tell that no, by watching t- the listen, match. Yes, I could. I know that they're not going to in my I would say they're not going to beat Hector Leo Rush is not going to beat Hector Garza at all. Angel or Hector. How about that? <laughs> I'm old. Um that when I say safe, it was an easy, predictable show. If I, I listen, I love, uh, I love the upsets. I love looking on a Sunday and saying, "Oh, which football team's going to win?" And then what do they talk about? An upset. There was absolutely no, um, even like Kushida versus uh, Adam Cole. You know, Kushida is not going to win because why? Because he's not featured in the main event in Portland. So right, because we got we got Cole and, and Chapa coming up, right? So what I'm saying is, it was a safe show. There was nothing wrong with it. I don't feel, I don't have the the vision of. In WWE, it's more of a competition anymore. It's like we're just going to sit back and see if NXT uh, AEW makes any mistakes, and we'll keep on doing our thing, just because we have to. And by playing it safe is by playing it safe. You know, you, Bubba, you also, when you, you had that great talk about the pencil 
and everything and, and the eraser. Uh, there's other factors that always play, and I don't want to call it um, – you have a vision. If you're a, a, a writer, uh, if you're creative in wrestling, you have a great mind. I have a great mind. Chris Jericho has a great mind. But Edge has a great mind. Me and Edge were talking about what he wanted to do for the Rumble. Man, it was phenomenal. And it didn't happen the way he wanted it to happen. Um, There's always other people, unless it's your company, or unless you have the 100% book, that your vision is going to happen. You know, and you can say, well, I want this match to happen this way. And then somebody, you know, an agent chimes in and then a writer chimes in and then they go to Hunter and then there's all the politic and behind the scenes where that vision gets changed and altered. Uh, on a show like that, there was nothing because it was, like I said, it was a safe show. And right. you, you, you t- well, I got I got to stop you for a second because you took me down a road here that I'm really interested in. Okay. Are you willing to share Edge's vision? Um, for the rumble? No, because it's a it was a personal conversation. Um, okay, so let me ask you this. I'll just ask you this: Was Edge's vision for the rumble more exciting than what they did? Mm, I it's to me fifty fifty. Okay, but like I could talk to you. You know, I help out uh, in Impact Wrestling, and there's four other people there. And I fight about a lot of things because I'm 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 totally against it. And at times we also have to have a vote because I'm like I'm not for this. Let's do this to get a higher to get a bigger payoff eventually. But then there's other people in the room, and sometimes you know Jr. always said, and he taught it to me because I didn't have that in ECW. I had free realm, which was going to be the best for the product with no politics. Uh, and Jr. was like, I'm not going to pick this hill to die on because it's not that important. But to me, and I say this about everybody, everybody is important. Every wrestler is stock. When uh, Angel Garza wrestled, um, what's his name? Alexander? Cedric Alexander? On NXT yep. last night? No, no, on Monday. On Raw. Raw. Yes. Did Cedric, anybody yes. think that Cedric was going to win? No. Because... They have devalued his stock. But if they kept him going the way his push was going, him having a great match would have helped Garza. And then all of a sudden, when Umberto, is that his name? He hit the ring. Now we have three stars. And that's how, for me, wrestling should always be. But it's not. And that's what really sometimes bothers me with wrestling. And you know what? I don't see that in AEW. And I, like I said, my, my biggest problem with, uh, with WWE is they say there's going to be no more brand split and everyone's going to stick to the same brand, but they don't. And yes, I understand why they do it, but then you got to make up your mind. I'm so confused. Chelsea Green, she debuts on Raw. Yeah, everyone's happy for her. And then all of a sudden she's with the brand with Robbie E. Now they're talking about rebranding them. 
It's, I, I think I know the direction they're going in with them. They're, they're, they're going to be like D-list stars. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I don't know about you, but I popped seeing Jeff Cobb coming out. And what I, I love the fact that AEW did something different. They swerved us. They gave us a Jeff Cobb vignette earlier in the show. And I think Jericho might, might have even dropped his name in Jericho's backstage. And like I, I, people on Twitter are like, hey, Hey, bully, bully! Did uh, did Jericho just say Jeff Cobb's name, and then and then all of a sudden you get Jeff Cobb at the end of the show? Uh, I'm a huge Jeff Cobb fan. Um, I think the world of him. Your thoughts? I love Jeff Cobb ever since I've seen him wrestle. Um, I was happy to have him on House of Hardcore shows, and then he's just his career really, really blew up uh, in the sense of. You know, I know Impact wanted him, Ring of Honor wanted him. He went to Ring of Honor, and now, uh, you know, according to the internet, he's no longer under contract with Ring of Honor, though he's scheduled to have a match with them. Looks like he's AEW bound. And yes, I did like the swerve. I loved him coming down. Uh, I understand it too that Moxley has no friends, but he chose that way, so that's why he got his ass handed to him. It's going to be cool to see who comes to uh, the aid of John Moxley one day, as well, if he wants to be that you know guy who does everything by himself. You can only get so many ass kickings before someone wants to come and help you. It's uh, it'll be an interesting storyline that you can go that way too. That he doesn't want any help. I don't think Roman Reigns will come and help him, um, <laughs> nor Seth Rollins. So he better find new new friends. You need new friends, and you need them quick. Uh, we're friends like you. Who needs enemies? <laughs> um, Cobb is so ridiculously strong. I've got to see this guy for like the last year to two years in Ring of Honor, and he, you know, he's a legit wrestler. Listen, can throw you from here to there. Obviously, gets the comparisons with Taz because of all of the suplexes that he does. Cobb's strength is ridiculous, Tommy. I've seen him take 300-pound men like Shane Taylor. And I'll, I'll try to describe it. I've seen Shane Taylor like give Jeff Cobb a high cross body. And when you get 300 pounds moving in one direction, to bring it to a dead stop... And then bring it into another direction is it, it, it's impossible. The you the amount of strength and and muscular stability and endurance it takes to do that. And I've seen Cobb do this to guys like Shane Taylor, where he takes their weight at a dead stop, reverses them, and hits the tour of the islands. Um, we talk about Taz and his innovative throws back in the day. Cobb is doing the, that innovative stuff now, and I really think that Cobb belongs in front of an AEW audience because his style and his throwing ability, I think, is going to get him over in an instant with that AEW fan base. Absolutely, man. I mean, 
you you said it great, uh, and you've seen him more recently uh, working with Ring of Honor, doing his stuff, and it's maturing as a as a competitor. You know, he he caught on fire on the indies, and then he went to Ring of Honor, worked with better people, worked on television more. And, you know, and it's not a knock against like a ring of honor, but I always, you know, if you think about the business, people came from East, uh, the independence to ECW to, uh, either WCW or WWE. This is now the progression where these companies need to say, Hey, okay, we're not going against ring, uh, ring of honor needs to say, we're not going against WWE or AEW. We need to do something different. This needs to be a place where wrestlers are cutting their teeth. And taking, if we can afford to keep them, keep them for as long as possible. If not, you got to let them go. Same with Impact Wrestling. And because now the, the, the playing field is AEW and WWE. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley standing face-to-face, cutting good promos on each other. A couple weeks ago, I said that I really liked Rhea Ripley's stature and her presence. And I didn't feel like any of the other women, probably like maybe a month or six weeks ago, were able to stand there and look as impressive as Rhea. But I got to tell you, Tommy, Bianca and Rhea face-to-face, I bought into it. And Bianca's game is strong. Last night, she looked great against Santana Garrett, basically a squash match. I mean, you want to talk about laying your shit in. She was throwing some live rounds. She was getting herself over. She was looking good. From the minute that woman's music hits uh, until she gets into the ring, her physicality, her athletic ability, her ability on the microphone. uh, I mean, like I said on the bump, I think the world of her uh, as a performer, and uh, I think the sky's the limit. What do you think we're going to get out of uh, Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair at NXT Portland. You said it since the Royal Rumble. Um, For me, it's been since Survivor Series. This woman continues to step up. Uh, I'm enjoying them. They have been the MVPs of NXT each and every week, and I want to say that they are the top guys in NXT, Um, and that is nothing but a compliment they, uh, she has the it factor. She can work. She can talk. She's officially my favorite bumper, and that goes along with like the Pat Tanakas of the world. And uh, she just has this crispness, this it factor about her. She has a presence. I want to be her manager so I can get a braid to cover my bald spot. And it would be, um, I just, I do. I think she's amazing. And uh, Ripley is off the charts, uh, putting the rocket on her for any brand. She's a star. They're both stars. And when you have that star power, it does nothing but help you. And at TakeOver Portland, they're going to steal the show. Do you think, uh, listen, we've seen Charlotte come out and be interrupted by Rhea. Rhea chasing Charlotte for the WrestleMania match as opposed to Charlotte chasing Rhea for the NXT Women's Championship. Bianca sitting back and going, hey, what about me? What about me? I'm standing right here. Don't forget about me. Do you think there's a chance in Portland that we see Bianca Belair defeat Rhea Ripley so Rhea can go into WrestleMania against Charlotte? Do you think Charlotte would still want to work Rhea at WrestleMania even if there wasn't NXT gold on the line? 
I say make it a three-way, and it would be phenomenal. Um, the three-way worked last year at WrestleMania, and having those three amazing talents in the ring together, the fans win. And I'd pay to see that match, and I don't pay to see anything. I want comps for everything, but I would pay to see that match. And that's, again, an ultimate compliment for uh, a wrestler to say to another wrestler, those, those three women would earn my dollar to go out there and perform in a three-way. Based on athletic ability and wrestling ability, do you think Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, and Rhea Ripley could have a better three-way dance than Charlotte, Becky, and Ronda? Ooh. The Ron- Listen, man, Ronda was the it factor in that deal because of her, how she was getting pushed, her her name. You, you know, you said it and you bring it to the masses when you talk about Ronda Rousey's getting you on uh, all the other talk shows. She's getting more household names because of what she did outside of the WWE. Um, I think Ronda was that it factor for that WrestleMania main event. Um, you know, like when Mr. I'll go back to all the way to the first WrestleMania, Mr. T being in the main event of WrestleMania. If there was an actor today that w- wanted to do that, I don't think it could happen. But someone who's an MMA artist like the Brock's, like uh, the Rondas, Ronda was the, the it factor. I don't think they could main event it. So WrestleMania, I'm not saying work wise, I just don't think it would be, the WWE inner circle would view that as the main event of WrestleMania. But um, I would say the other match, athletically, this match would be better with uh, the girls from the NXT, but star power-wise and with with the man and with Charlotte and with Ronda, that match was way bigger. Well, I was definitely talking about from an athletic point of view. Star power-wise, you definitely can't come close to the main event of WrestleMania last year. But when I look at the athletic ability of a Bianca Belair, who is a superior athlete, forget about a wrestler. She's, I mean, Mark Henry, Henry found her, and he saw the, the athleticism in her, and then she transitioned really well into the WWE. Uh, Rhea, also a superior athlete. What I see in these two women is a great command of their athletic ability. And when you have that athletic background, when you're in athletics your entire life and then you become a pro wrestler, it makes things a lot easier because you're very aware of yourself and your athletic ability. There have been plenty of people who really weren't athletes back in the day but somehow found a way to become a successful pro wrestler slash sports entertainer. But when you do have that athletic background like a Charlotte had or a Sasha Banks had, like you're seeing in a Rhea Ripley or you're seeing in a Bianca Belair, I think it makes a world of difference. Last night, Bianca did this, like just an opening little spot with Santana Garrett where she did, you know, the... uh, you know, the handspring off the ropes, blah, blah, blah. I think she did a back elbow. And then she nipped up, and it was so smooth, and it flowed so well. And when she stood up, I said to myself, I was like, holy shit. I mean, I've seen that done a bunch of times before, but the way she did it looked so good because of her athletic ability. And I think the three of them could probably have a better athletic wrestling match than Becky Charlotte and Ronda 
Uh, and I know I'm going out on a limb there, and I hope it's a strong limb because I'm going to get killed for it on social media. No big deal. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com Busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. Last night, we saw a big title change on AEW in the women's division. Nyla Rose is now your AEW women's champion, defeating Riho. Uh, it was an exciting match, and I think it was one of AEW's best women ma- women's matches that I've seen Tommy, I, I, I'm looking at this match from a lot of different angles because the wrestler in me looks at the psychology of the match and I cringe a little bit. The fan in me loved the match because it was so exciting and there was so much uh, fan involvement with all the false finishes and the girls working extremely hard. What were your thoughts on the match, your takes on the match, and do you see where I'm coming from with the psychology? Yes, um, because, you know, it, it was David versus Goliath. It was great psychology. Um, I enjoyed the match, too. And, yes, you know, it, the fans were so, so into it. When the fans are into it, it makes the match even better. Uh, you know, we would talk about if you go to the match of matches, you know, the match that drew the most amount of people, Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant, wasn't the best wrestling match, but the pe- the people were so into it. This match, both women were are beyond athletically gifted, and they told a great story. I remember the first time that they worked, and there was a couple of hiccups in the match, and that was not the case in this one. And they went out there, tore it up, and now we have a new champion, and uh, I'm happy with the decision. Okay, so uh, through the fans' eyes, like I said, it was very exciting. I liked it. They told a good story. The, uh, uh, and most importantly, the the fans ate it up. And here's where I have a problem sometimes um, with some of the things I see on on matches with younger wrestlers. Deep into the match, w- we can agree that Nyla probably is three times the size of Riho and outweighs her by probably about a hundred pounds. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So deep into the match. Nyla hits a, I believe, a Death Valley driver or a Death Valley driver-esque move off the second rope onto Rio and gets a two count. Okay, fair enough. I I think I can buy into that. Man, 10 seconds later, there's Rio hitting two Snapdragon suplexes on Nyla. Come on, man. Come on, Tommy. How? Uh, I agree. I didn't look at it that way. Like I said, Hogan versus Andre um, wasn't the greatest match. But what I'm, I agree what you're saying psychology-wise, but the fans were super-duper into it, and sometimes you just got to step back. I would have, you know, built it up. Or would I, you know, I don't know how if you agent or how I agent, I will throw this at people and then ask them why. Why did you do it that way when you could have done it this way or or little things? You know, I posted the other day, I didn't even remember that I did it, was me body slamming the one-man gang. And how I, 
and I was a younger, stronger Tommy Dreamer, but I still was making him the one-man gang, he charged at me. I moved out of the buckle, and he turned around, and with momentum and with losing his air, I was able to scoop him up and slam him to the rafters. Those are little, little psychology things. Or I remember earlier going for the slam and getting crushed on my back. That's just telling the story, and you know that that will come. But again, the fans were really, really into the match, and they were into the outcome. So it, you know, it still work. You can't tell somebody uh, when you have. We work for the reactions. You can always have ch- changes in a match, and I, and I will say this to everybody. You know, whoever Garrett Cole is the highest paid pitcher in professional baseball. He makes more money than some teams' uh, entire uh, payroll are. He does not go out there and throw a perfect game all the time. He does not go out there and throw a no-hitter every time, and that's his job to do that. He makes mistakes. He throws uh, – he walks people. He gets home runs. He actually loses games, but he's still the best player in the highest paid. So, you know, people are going to – you learn from your mistakes, and that's why you have veterans that help you uh, learn from those mistakes. That's our job to help try to pass that knowledge because think of all the times we messed up. I remember a young uh, Bully Ray who wanted to do a dive onto uh, Tarzan Goto, and I was like, dude, don't do a dive. He's not going to catch you. And you're like, dude, it's Corrigan Hall. I got to do it. And now you walk with a limp because you did that dive and messed up your ankle. And I had to sit next to you and coach with Saturn and smoking section for 14 hours. My God. That was worse, but you got, but you're completely wrong with the story in my ankle. That did not happen there. You did um, hurt your ankle in that match. Thank you very much. No, I hurt, shattered my ankle in the very first match at Barely Legal. I understand that, but you first hurt your ankle when you dove over and Godot didn't catch you like we all told you to, and then me, no, you, and Perry. Oh, my fat foot caught the top rope. Okay, well, that's called gravity, and 400 pounds shouldn't be jumping over the top rope. But again, I shouldn't have been in the main event my first time in Japan. It uh, should have been you. Okay, Taz. <laughs> yeah, okay. Taz wasn't even there. He made the cut, brother. No. Um, Taz, at his so, first ever match, refused to do a job to Barabbas, who was the promoter in Puerto Rico. It's a great story. Tremendous. We could sit here and tell great Taz stories for about seven hours. Um, when you're watching a Ni- when you're watching that Nyla Rose versus Riho match and you know the psychology isn't necessary right correct but you see the reactions of the fans which which way do you find yourself going do you find yourself a little angry and disappointed in the uh the psychology or do you find yourself leaning leaning with the fans and being entertained by the match i I go by listening to the fans and it's not doing spots for spots. And then if I'm the producer or if I'm the person behind the scenes to try to help them, I go to them and I say, hey, dude, I will go back and look at, I don't watch any of my old matches, but a go-to spot of mine versus Raven and this great, awesome feud where everything we did was amazing. It wasn't. Shoot, reverse. Raven goes for a drop kick. I hook the ropes. I give him a Ric Flair knee drop to his balls. He'd pop up, uh, sell, sell, sell. And what would I do? I would shoot him off. I would make a man run that I just hurt, kicked him in the balls or dropped 250 pounds on his balls. What I'm trying to say is back then, 
I thought it was entertaining. If I did that today, I'd want to have somebody kick me in my balls. So it's it's just different times. And, you know, you and I know this from, you know, I po- you posted it and then I posted it, uh, the, the four-way headlock um, that we did in Japan. And we did it like, oh, these kids with their spots. And people like, Terry Funk did that? How could he? The old school um, headlock, we used to happen in Battle Royals all the time in like the 70s. And people, there's so many classic pictures of this like chain of just a simple headlock. And if you think of how the business has progressed, I've seen people put people in legs, uh, leg holds, right? we scorpion it all the way up to everyone has a hold. And the people, it's just a different way to form uh, entertaining holds. But to answer your question, I hope when people go back and learn from their mistakes is while they will will improve as a performer. If not, you're not going to take your career to the next level. You're, you're just not. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast.